Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today we are talking about the junta. We are in the midst of it here in Toronto in Canada. We're going to talk about psychological ways to cope, why we should maybe all be jumping in cold water, and how nature can be sort of a refuge at times like this. Oh, can it really? <laughs> <laughs> Immediate doubt. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, yeah, that was just a teaser for like, you know, you always got to give that bit that's like, and here's the answer, but is it? You'll have to wait and find out. Hashtag science. Um, Happy 2021. Happy America had a coup. Uh, yeah, like happy quote unquote democracy falling. Um, that's a different oh episode, God. but yeah. yeah. That is a different episode, but like, let's save it because I was like, when I was thinking of what we should do this week, I'm like, maybe we should do one about coups. <laughs> oh, oh what God. does that word even mean? Coup d'etat. Yeah, I've just seen those TikToks where they're like, it's not a coup from the coup d'etat. It's actually oh, just. Oh, yeah. It's like champagne. Yeah, like yeah. Coup d'etat is like, like champagne. It's like yeah. it has to be from a specific region. America just had a sparkling wine authoritarian <laughs> oh, yeah. uprising. Oh my gosh, how's your new year going? Like, I don't know, like we don't live together. Oh. <laughs> Truly the same, which always freaks me out a little bit. We have a pretty viral video called Why New Year Sucks. And that's kind of why you're like, you're expecting things to be different. Then when things are the same, you get sad because you're like, I was supposed to be different. <laughs> God. How's your well, this one especially. This was a very strange... New Year's Eve, New Year, even Christmas. Like we didn't see our families. We Zoomed them and it, I don't know. It's just odd. And to like we had fun on New Year's Eve because we just you got us to do Just Dance at the drop of midnight. Greg was like, and we're doing a dance. We did part of me, Katy Perry. <laughs> this is the part of me. I was like, 2020, you can't have all of me. Part of me is for me. And pump it, pump it, pump it. It, it actually fun. helped. <laughs> yeah, it felt good. But then it was like done and we were like... Uh, I guess we'll go to bed now. <laughs> the the quote unquote ball drop. Oh, my balls! My mom, my balls dropped. <laughs> ball drop moment was very lackluster. Like when they were like "Happy New Year" from like the guitarist, like six feet away from like Jan Arden <laughs> or whoever the Canadian one was, yeah. and we looked at each other and we're like cheers. <laughs> like it was definitely like anticlimactic. Yeah, but so, like what a better way to end that year, you know, the name that uh, the year that shall not be named. Yeah, and hopefully 2021. I did rewatch every Harry Potter over the Christmas break, and so that was in my head. Um, but we are not that we are care about J.K. Rowling or anything. No, that's not, true. Uh, Honestly, it gives me conflicting feelings. But I just was like, they have a lot of Chris. I, I don't love a lot of different Christmas movies. And then someone pointed out to me that most Harry Potters have Christmas scenes. So I was like, oh, that's like a fun way to watch kind of a movie that has like action, whatever, and also Christmas elements. Because isn't it just because they go through the year, so they're always like, yeah. it's, it's the fall, and then now it's like Christmas. Exactly. And there's always like a scene in the movies where they're like getting gifts or they're going home for Christmas or those kind of things. And there's like the castle gets like decorated with Christmas decorations. But is it always like the climax occurs in spring towards the end of the year or is there ever like a half year, you know, movie? Now that you say it, I don't know. I think the first couple are like always kind of weirdly around the year structure of school because they always end like the first bunch end with them like going home at the end of the year. But the later ones become, like, especially the, the last ones, it's like... And I didn't watch know. them because I think, you know, the later ones certainly become a mess. I well, was the, obsessed no, with okay, the books and I them. really hated the movies. Yeah, these were, it was easier to watch, rewatch them having not read the books in a long time. 
because I wasn't like thinking about all the things that they didn't include. And you weren't thinking but about the how end J.K. of the Rowling's sixth one evil. is destroyed. Like the book is so good at the it's end, so good, and they just actually took it all out because they were like, we can't possibly put a fight scene here, an epic battle at Hogwarts, because that can only happen in one movie, which is the seventh one. I hated that. It made me so mad because I actually found the way that 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 battle scene was written in the books. Like I remember like my hands were like convulsing. I was like shaking fight or flight all over my body as I was turning the pages, which like (laughs) I don't think it's ever happened to me in like any book really. And then to think that they didn't get that right. It was like, well, this is like your opportunity of opportunities. I know. Anyway, like we will not be upholding a transphobe in our podcast. So I didn't mean to bring that up. He torrented the movies. I torrented. I actually did. <laughs> I know. So, um, yeah. I don't know. Like, what do you, what do you have? Any, any thoughts, any resolutions, any goals? Um. Oh my God. So sad. No, I honestly don't really have that many like goals. I feel like we did goal setting like my new year, September. New year, new me happens oh, like at the beginning school of the school year. year. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. I you? don't think I, I don't know. Yeah, I, did, I didn't actually make any. I wrote, I wrote some things down for work, some ideas for the year, but not like, pat, like not like resolutions. Like I will do this every day. Just kind of, yeah, goals in general for the year. Yeah. But honestly, even then I was like, I'll do that later. And I haven't really done it. <laughs> <laughs> Your new year's resolution is to make a new year's resolution. And you didn't even make yeah. a new year's resolution. <laughs> so... I mean, I'm excited for this year. I know it's been tough and I'm I, I'm more optimistic and more hopeful. I know it will probably still be much longer than we realize till things are back to normal. And we have to hope science gets ahead of the mutating virus and things like that. Yeah. Stakes but, are kind of high. I mean, like spring and summer will come and hopefully things, regardless, hopefully, knock on wood, will be a little easier at that point when we can hang outside. Well, that is a great segue to what we're talking about today which is winter, which is this like constant concept of I'm excited for spring. I'm excited for summer. I mean, you were talking about a pandemic, which makes sense, but I think a lot of people do that outside of pandemic. So we're going to talk today about how science can help you be like, no, we should always be present. (laughs) If you happen to live in a place where you're stuck in winter, there are things you can do to enjoy it more. And those are some of the things that I think we've been trying to enact in our lives, not in the new year because winter came early before that. So let's talk about that now. Well, but first... Oh, yeah, I forgot how this works. (laughs) What did we learn this word? In the words of Julie Chen, or Julie Chen Moonves, as she now says, but first. What is with you and all your problematic women you like to have hold on this Well, maybe the women themselves aren't problematic. Maybe it's the men in their lives that have ruined them. Okay, yeah. Think about that. Okay, but I think Julie Chen is problematic (laughs) that she was like, I'm Julie Chen Moonves. It was like, okay, wait, what? Stop okay, but what car. would you do? Okay, we're not going to get into this. Um, anyway. You leave them. She okay, just anyway. says, but first a lot. That's all. But first, what did you learn this week? Oh, what did we learn this week? I love to enter situations, but first. <laughs> Purse first, honey. Um, all right. This week, I learned something that you're going to love. Okay. Shake it in my booties. It's, it's related to something that you're very interested in. Generally. Okay. Gay sex. Yeah. No. Uh <laughs> I learned how your environment affects your happiness, which might not seem like something you're obsessed <laughs> I'm with. Like, wait, what? But recently, Greg became obsessed with birding and identifying all the bird species that are in our neighborhood, in our backyard, in the parks nearby. Is that a chipping sparrow or just a measly house sparrow? Let's look at the eye line. Like literally okay. every time we go on a walk, he's like, "What kind? What kind of sparrow is that? I gotta look at the look at the head." I saw an incredible. <laughs> A credible flock of European starlings the other day and a blue jay right in the middle on top mm. of a wire. And I was like, I would have walked by that any other day. And here I am like freaking out. <laughs> okay. So the research that came out found that biodiversity in any given area is associated with increased life satisfaction. In particular, more bird species is one of the best indicators for life satisfaction. Of humans around them? Of humans around them. Wait. Isn't that crazy? So basically what? they studied... 26,000 European citizens across 26 countries and human well-being was like self-reported. So they got people to say how they were feeling or how how their life satisfaction was. And species diversity was like the richness of taxonomic groups. So Hmm. birds, mammals, trees, all these things. And what they found out was what I said, the richness of the species was correlated to life satisfaction on a similar magnitude to that of income. So you can wow. predict somebody's life satisfaction just as equally based on like the bird biodiversity in their area. So people in Costa Rica feeling good. Possibly. 
now the caveat of this is of course the the study wasn't claiming that it's causation but it was like a really good predictor so of course it could huh. be that when there's more biodiversity it's because there's more parks it's because there's more green space for the birds to live and as a result that maybe is what's making humans happier to be in more natural spaces that's but interesting it was just very i just thought it was really cool especially that they were like the bird species diversity could indicate to you how happy people are. Well, that's not good for the optimism of life because, you know, biodiversity is decreasing. Birds are all dying on <laughs> no. mass and biodiversity is going down across the world. And if you're not aware of that, it's important that we all are aware of that. Well, right then now. these studies are more important than ever to show, yeah. hey, biodiversity isn't just like these other animals that, oh, who cares? Every species dies eventually. It's like, no, it has a direct impact. Oh my God. <laughs> people say that kind of stuff. Oh my God. That's some so people, horrifying. Like some people's like perspective might be, oh, well, like every species dies. We can't stop every species. yeah people who are trying to argue against man-made human but biodiversity it, it it is important in, in so many spaces diversity in many ways so many studies have just shown like the mix of even just genes you know what i mean like human communities having diverse genes protects against so many different things so anyway we should be putting i think this research can help to influence and enforce ideals of preserving nature yeah for sure but also it's funny because it's like we're talking about how to enjoy winter and truly biodiversity decreases in winter when it comes to birds they're all like see a peace be gone south most of them aren't though well the wintering birds say but there's there's much less yeah that's like, true. like like i'm just ba i'm saying based on that study yeah you're right we're looking right now for the ones that stay here even some that come from the arctic like the dark-eyed yunko but for the most part, I'm excited for spring to bird because a lot more come back. I'm just saying that's interesting. Yeah, like we're trying to be like winter, winter, but it's like it. One of the things that we're gonna learn today, it is important to accept that winter is hard. That can be part of what helps you. Spoiler alert! <laughs> no, but I'm saying it's like so. You know what? Based on that study, you know a lot of the birds are gonna leave for the winter, and that might be hard. That's and okay. that's okay. but it wasn't just biodiversity of birds, right? Like plant species, other animals, and and a but lot you of did that say birds for some reason, or was that something it said in bird the... species was one of the like best indicators? Wow. About uh, so they so, made a point, but of they had that? yeah yeah, but they had been looking at just biodiversity in general among lots of. Fact, uh, did you say fag? <laughs> lots of factors. Among monsters, lots of factors. What I said. Factors. Um, what did you learn this week, Greg? Well, mine's about winter too. Sort of about winter. Mine was not about winter. <laughs> Sorry, I was living into winter because of the birds leaving. Um, it's that I didn't realize that trees bud in the summer. So when you look at a tree currently or a shrub, even there, you'll see the buds waiting to erupt forth when the long days come back and the sun starts to shine for longer. Okay. But those buds in my head, I've always been like, oh, okay, they appear, I guess, sometime in fall or maybe even winter or maybe even the buds appear in spring is sometimes what people think. Mm -hmm. But the buds appear in the summer, but you can't see them because there's all these leaves. If it's like a like deciduous... Like buds to grow new leaves? The new leaves that are going to grow in spring, that bud will will appear in the summer but it's underneath leaves so on deciduous trees you won't see them or underneath flowers like there's all these there's all this foliage in the way that you're not seeing them mm -hmm. then during abscission which is the scientific name for dropping your leaves in the fall or dropping fruits it doesn't have to necessarily just be leaves okay. then the leaves all fall off and then you see the buds yeah. so the buds were always there and then also buds are so interesting because technically like that bud erupts yes in spring but it's still there in winter like a tree is budding in winter which i think is sort of an important thing to remember like we're not it's not like these trees are dead they're all budding in winter they're still alive and then in the spring is when they're gonna get their leaves back like from those buds from those buds yeah wait from the buds that it were created in the summer that's crazy i didn't know that i know i know it's it's, it it's buds cool for the next next spring, spring in summer but you can't see them because there's leaves if it's a deciduous tree and flowers and all these things in the way they're underneath the leaf what why yeah. does it do that uh well i mean it probably just has to do with evolution <laughs> i guess that's maybe when it has the most energy to create them yeah yeah for sure and then yeah. it goes dormant True. and then it's like they're ready the second it needs it in the spring the buds are just like ready to yeah fold open. so it doesn't spring to wow. life in spring it's alive and when i had buds no are idea there. i definitely thought in spring is when like every part of the tree comes back yeah that's why right now cool. when you look at trees you can walk by with your friends and go oh look the tree's budding in the middle of like a dark january day and they'll mm. say what and you'll say well it is technically you know oh. Yeah. That's really cool. I didn't know that. And you're definitely right. When I think about it, there are lots of trees right now where you'd be like, oh, there's buds on that tree. But maybe you would 
in the spring really notice like, oh, they're like a little bit green in opening. So you might more notice them in mm-hmm. the spring. And then it becomes lots of food for birds. I didn't realize a lot of birds eat buds and squirrels eat buds. So it's like kind of fun too. It's like, that's going to be a little bit of food for animals, which is interesting. Anyways, well, bud, shall we go oh. to the winter of it all? The winter weather. Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. That was my Margaret Thatcher. The winter weather. Oh, we're watching the ground right now. Can you tell? <laughs> yeah, that was actually pretty good. The, the winter, winter weather. It <laughs> just sounds like talking like an old person. Like, oh, I think we must go to war. <laughs> Wow, we haven't finished it yet, but yeah, like I think four. they're going to war. Okay, <laughs> don't know what's happening. Yeah, we're like, was there a war we didn't know about? Every <laughs> time I watch the crown, I Google, is this real? Is this real? This is juicy. Um, great winter series to be watching. It's kept us occupied. Um, okay, let's start with what are some things that you do in the winter differently? Uh, if well, anything, become depressed. Okay. And yeah. Trope. Don't leave my house. Okay. No. Honestly, like pandemic I, or no? Pandemic or no? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think this will be an interesting time and an interesting winter to experience. However, I feel like myself and with your guidance have had a more concerted effort to take care of this winter, if that makes sense. So to you've been like, we should, you know, let's do birding. Let's go on walks in these parks. Let's be outside. Let's try and appreciate winter and look at the trees and be like, they're not dead. They're going through like a really beautiful, amazing process. And I think that's sort of primed me. And even in previous years, and especially this year, like let's make sure we take advantage of winter activities that you can't do. Like let's try and go skiing more often when the snow's there. Um, So I feel like I'll be curious to see how, this winter goes and that's just been a mental shift in general over the past few years for me because i've always hated winter so for those curious or are around the world our international listeners we have the sunset the so the shortest day of the year was december 21st and the sun set around like 4 45 p.m and when the sun rise couldn't tell you i don't i've never been up that early like and also time. like it's dark even before four. yes like, it's like and it's cloudy half the days that it's just like dark. And I feel like at four, you're like, it's nighttime. It's already night. And right now it is minus 17 degrees Celsius with the wind chill. So it's very cold, even though it's sunny. And for our American illiterates who don't use Celsius, because just so you know, most of the world does. Um, <laughs> just like sometimes uh, it goes to minus 30 Celsius here. And that's around the point at which Celsius and Fahrenheit coexist. Yeah. So for you Americans, there's that one moment where you actually can understand and it's around the minus 30 where it's the same. (laughs) And obviously there are Americans who experience that type of weather too, especially like those close to the border. Like in Minnesota. But there, I, growing up sometimes in winter, school would be canceled here because it's too cold to be outside. Yeah. It's actually... For kids especially, it's, like, dangerous to have your skin exposed. And your kids are dumb. They just, like, don't even want to wear their jackets and stuff. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, like, a little bit, like, I don't even need my jacket today, sure. And then they go outside, <laughs> and they literally, like, their faces turn, like, <laughs> red. But um, I remember recently when we, we used to live with roommates, and our roommate Sarah came home, and she was wearing jeans on one of those really cold days. And she took her jeans off, and her legs were, like, so <laughs> red. red. Like, they were, like, burnt with it. And she was just, like, maybe I need, like, a long Frostbitten. underwear or something. <laughs> yeah, long underwear, one of the best investments of my life. I I'm obsessed. I'm always cold, always. And so I wear two jackets. I wear a nice puff jacket and then I throw on a full winter jacket on top of that. And now I must say, wearing a mask, great invention, never going to go back. Because a scarf is like fine, but my jacket covers up to my neck and I found a mask is just so perfect because sometimes a scarf can actually be too much into your face and so hot and wet and heavy. Mask is like a perfect barrier for cold wind. And if you want to remove it or like have a breath, you just... It, you just pull on your chin and it stays. And then it's like, I love it. But don't you find the gaseous air uh, coming out into the cold air condensing to create a liquid, make it so juicy, soupy on the face? That does happen sometimes. And that's why I'll take it off for a little bit just to like circulate that water out. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's interesting. So, um, But I have noticed I've really, lo- I love wearing a mask. <laughs> I love from now on, even five years now, flexing with the mask at the winter party. It will definitely be more acceptable. 
Oh, for sure. To just be like, oh, I just wore my mask. I don't get sick now. Like I used to get sick all the time. I'm like, oh, it's because I would go on the subway and like lick my lips after like eat chicken wings on the subway or something. <laughs> after disgusting. like holding a subway pole yeah. and then like just eating food. Yeah. yeah. That's so true. Also now when a friend comes to a party and they're like, I have a bit of a cold. I'm going to be like, like get leave. out. <laughs> Do you understand the aerosolized particles are going to stay in this air right now? Leave the party, buddy. You ain't that fun. We don't need you here. Oh, that's so true. Okay. Well, why don't we get into some of the science? Like, do you want to go first or you want me sure. to go first? Okay. Uh, so what what did you look up about winter and thriving so, slash coping? Well, mine is about the science of polar bear dips, honey. A little gay Winhoff. What's his name? Okay, Winhoff. <laughs> Winhoff, isn't that his name? Wim-hoff. Um, hot take. Winhoff. What do you think? Winhoff. 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 Do you, Wim Hof, I? I don't have a hot take. I oh. think like obviously he's some. He's like this dude that a lot of dudes like. Uh, what's the word like? Pr- prescribe. Yeah, so who even are is obsessed he? with him? And I'm not. I have no real take on because he breathes. He breathes well in the cold or something. <laughs> well, his whole thing is that he can sort of control his reaction, his heart rate. Because I guess often when you go into really cold scenarios, yeah, I'm gonna talk about it. Okay, I'll let you talk. No, about No, no, but I'm curious. I want to keep um, going. So he, I don't know so much about him, but okay. he's able to sort of bear extreme temperatures. Like in the cold, I think he believes it helps with a lot of ailments and, and mental health of and those kind of things. Bear, he looks like a bear. He's yeah, got the he's beard. very rugged and very much focused on like introducing cold in your life and then breathing techniques that allow you to like push through it and not have the sort of shock that would otherwise. Like a lot of people, when they fall into cold water, for example, like like grasp gasp for breath and go through shock. Okay, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. So we'll lead in. I so I have really felt that I get seasonal depression in winter so when i was asking so? you, you like you what do? that's not to like challenge you i just i'm curious about that oh yeah yeah no i've i have always thought that like in january and february i'm always like i kind of so through therapy i'm like i i genuinely think that i'm quite op- no i'm not optimistic actually i think the world's going south and always have but <laughs> i'm a happy person like i mm. i enjoy life like thoroughly mm-hmm. but i also Sometimes like through therapy, I'm like, I want to lean into the sadness. And I really find January, February is a time where I'm like, I'm so sad. And like, it's like, mm-hmm. but it's like, I, I like, not that I like it, but I'm like, that's, it can be an opportunity, which is one thing that I think is just like important. But I read a book called Wintering, which is a new book, which is incredible. It's an incredible book. It's like a poetic slash science book that is about a person coping with like having to be inside because of a physical ailment that came out recently that I was like, this book needs to be talked about because we're all going through, whether it's winter, we're going through a type of winter, even, yeah. yeah, Even if you're in a really like warm climate, you're still having to deal with like what she would describe Mm -hmm. as a winter, which is like a time in your life where you become more stagnant, you slow down. It's kind of isolating. Like no matter what winter is always a little isolating, which in, she argues from like a literary poetic sense is like a beautiful, opportunity in life to Hmm. stop to be sad to like you know recalibrate that's sort of like there's no science in that but the book is based in that and then she goes through all these different like scientific things like or historical things like humans would pickle in the fall to prepare for winter to like keep things sort of like edible in the winter and i'm like oh that's interesting so she brought pickling into her life or whatever like where it's like oh i would love to pick up pickling with you well, there you go. So that that would be something that I would... love everything pickled, like truly love. And I don't know why I've never gotten to that because I guess I just haven't seen myself as a pickler. But so how to cope or thrive in winter? Pickle. Um, <laughs> December pickle, December pickle, January, February. Enjoy your pickled, interesting pickled foods and sort of rethink about how in the past when we didn't have, you know, like farming that sends us like like mangoes from (laughs) freaking yeah but like you know what i mean it's mostly we're getting like mangoes from like costa rica like things are cold like we have refrigeration actually like question and maybe you don't know the answer like is it too late to pickle and is it because those types of things are out of season now is that oh it's not too late to pickle you could like again we could get whatever we got a cucumber right now if we want it because we're industrialized and like beans and like i just feel like there's so many yummy things that are pickled other than just pickles like even beets or radishes exactly oh we can hello we are like yeah so no. we can do whatever we want we are from canada we're so freaking lucky just yeah, ship us some beets yeah, and we'll yeah. pickle okay, them. well we, let's pickle <laughs> but but those are his the historical context and like maybe a way you could be you could like look forward to mm-hmm. being like december's when i pickle and it makes sense yeah. and i enjoy my pickled things in january or something like that to help with winter that's mm-hmm. one of your tips people but she talks about 
cold water swimming as something that she picked up as part of writing this book that like truly changed her life. And she anecdotally speaks to some people who have suffered serious depression, who are in their words, cured through this cold water swimming and who in the summer have to actually have ice baths all the time in order to keep up this ritual because without it, they are actually so sad. So I'm going to talk about the scientific studies of which there's not too many. So like Wim Hof, for example, I don't know much about him, but I've I've read through reading these studies about what he says. And a lot of it is not scientifically valid, but some it's of it is anecdotal. getting there. Yeah, like he's definitely yeah. more of a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. But it's like, this is what the science is. And then I think there's going to be a lot, kind of like the way we talk about shrooms now, the way we talk about... Right. There's more to come probably. Yes. And it is like the Just science is science promising. there now doesn't mean that it's not exactly going to be but i think there's like a lot of people out there really saying lots of things to make a point to get people to do it but Mm -hmm. i'm just like gonna tell you what the science is because it's actually not that exciting but interesting (laughs) so you're right so when you get into the water so i did this recently i i were insane okay it's not in okay well it's insane it is actually even people who follow wim hof on our comments were like you should have been breathing before you jumped into that (laughs) okay so again this wim hof guy i'm like who are you but i want to talk to you because that's not like what it's not he's talking about how you can cope to stay in the water longer and you it is all about breathing through the pain so like eventually you should be able to after you do this more and more through breathing techniques be able to stay in this really cold water for 10 minutes 20 minutes even so that's like something you have to work your way up to but someone who's doing it for the first time it's like people relax okay so (laughs) when you get into the water what you had mentioned is the cold shock response, mm-hmm. which is what your body will go through and it will cause you to gasp, which is like something we can all do at home. Just like turn your shower to the coldest oh, and God. you will gasp. Like it's, 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 it's like interesting. It's my nightmare. Like, <laughs> I can't even describe to you. Like I've, I've like jumped into pools that are like 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Isn't that weird that we measure our pools in Canada in Fahrenheit? I know. By the way, like I have no idea what that is. And so People always tell me their, their pool temperature. I'm like, girl, I don't know what you're saying. Well, like, truly, I should not have dragged Americans earlier because like I am illiterate. Like I just don't know what you, 80 degrees Because your is. family has a pool. Lucky, I know. <laughs> and they sometimes will be like, oh, it's 78 today. And then I'll be like, cool. Like, what does that mean? And they'll all be like, it's so cold. You'll be like, is it about to boil? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, is that hot? It sounds hot. Like what? Um, but truly, so eight degrees is to most people to Greg will be like, this is like bath water. It is not. But it, to me, it is actually like actually still cold. Okay. So you, yeah. So you definitely have a thing with cold water for sure. <laughs> but that, but, but your version of cold, you would start at a warmer temperature to maybe some other people. It's still, it's going to give you maybe a cold shock. Right. Okay. And so that, response is what makes you gasp and then you will start to hyperventilate again you can picture this you get into cold water you're going to go without you thinking you're going to go but the um cold shock gasp is something that i think what those people in the comments might have been saying Mm -hmm. is that if you are ever caught off guard or you fall in cold water unprepared it can cause your body to gasp which means you can take in water and drown Mm -hmm. so there's like there's not not dangerous to this but what she argues in the book and what these studies say is like if you're preparing and even just consciously going into cold water, it is safe. You're not going to, it's not an uncontrollable gasp, but sometimes what happens is people fall in and then it becomes like more dangerous is okay. what they say. That's just to not to like scare people. So that um, response increases your blood pressure, fats and glucose from your body will then be released because it's fight or flight. Like it thinks something is wrong. It truly thinks your body is going through a stress response and that is something i can relate to having done it twice in this freezing water it is like it's it is crazy like i'm giggling because it's a crazy feeling that why do we think this is a good so what happens <laughs> so but it says so it with that comes these beta endorphins which lead to a sense of euphoria which i can attest to i felt so high like so happy for three to four hours after you were there, you would go have naps and I would just like be ecstatic <laughs> reading a book thinking it's like, Drag me. <laughs> you're no, but, but I'm like, I, I'm and like, you would go have naps. No, no but joke. we did it. At the, nap. <laughs> no, it's true. It's actually like, I kind of wish that all the bears know what's going on. They're taking naps. They're not jumping in freezing cold water. That's true. That's true. But I'm trying to say like, I love a nap too. And I like, I couldn't nap. I yeah. felt high. Like I felt like I was on drugs. <laughs> Um, so that's the beta endorphins, but the the science is what they're starting to realize is 
um, through something called cross adaptation, and they've some, done some pretty small studies, I'd say, so I don't want to claim this is too legit, that training your body to go through that stress response, and it's actually only six dips before the cold shock response decreases by half. Again, self-identified. So like oh, wow. after okay. six dips in the cold water, like the people starts to kind of know what to expect and doesn't freak out. Yes, you can. St- much. Yeah, so the people will say that they can stay in twice as long, that they feel twice. Like again, it's self-responded survey, so it's not like twice, like mathematically or through they're any not, sort like, of measuring their blood yeah. pressure. But they're like, oh my god, there. I stay in here so long, and okay. I feel like it's half as bad or whatever. Okay. That cross adaptation of dealing with that stress moment, they think will carry into your life whenever you are faced with psychological stress. So. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. By doing these cold water bath moments, you are training your body to deal with physiological stress. And therefore, in your life, when you are met with stressful situations, you are more calm. And that's where they think the health benefits are coming from. And that's where... I did not know that. I didn't know that either until I read these studies. And so they have a really cool study happening right now in the UK with NHS workers working through the trauma of the pandemic and actually like doing um, double blind, like uh, mm-hmm. cold water dips to try and be like, is this something that is really ha- helping? So that is the more physiological explanation as to why getting in this cold water is like a preemptive way of dealing with the stress that we all feel as these like evolved beings who go through lots of stress by like, I don't know, going on our phones. Hmm. Yeah. And, but you're saying there's still like some science to be had here. Well, I mean, it's like, it's just like whenever I read any study. I don't know. I'm just, I I guess I could buy that. But it's like, does, like, then could you not argue that for any psychological stress? Why does it need to be water shocking you? And also, I don't know, psychological stress can also cause trauma. You know, like if you go too far, there's a point where, stress can push you to a point that you don't recover from. Yeah. So I think like that, that's a I know perfectly valid an argument that. and I don't think like, there is, but I'm, I don't think for me, I'm like, and, and maybe this is true. I don't know. And I'm just like putting thoughts out there. Does exercise improve your stress response psychologically? Cause obviously you're pushing your body to limits. I, I definitely would think it can help you learn and relate how to like push through moments I'd be curious if that's the same thing though as like having a stress response from something else. But but people say that exercise for similar reasons is so beneficial to mm-hmm. stress response and to depression. But not I've never heard someone say in the moment of being stressed, people who exercise are better at dealing with it. Oh yeah, true, true. That that's true. And I think that exercise is a lot different. Like this is actually putting your body through a like pretty like insane intense, physical like, very, like um, instant. Yeah. Yeah. And and um Again, that's why I'm also a little skeptical, but all I can say is from my personal experience is that it made me feel Mm. very high and it is quite addictive. Like every morning now I have, and I add a breath per morning of sitting or standing in my shower in cold water and it really doesn't feel cold anymore. Like I'm like, okay, I got to go. When I go to the shower and I'm like, why the hell is the dial here? (laughs) You know, and I can tell like where you left it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to turn that about (laughs) 10 times warmer. Why is it here? (laughs) I just think it's a, it's like a fun thing to watch your body sort of adapt. So even, um, one thing that she says is really important. If you feel a pain in the knuckles of your thumbs, that's when you start to know you need to get out because it's like can be hypothermia. Like there are dangers right. to not this. of the shower, but you mean like sorry when she's swimming because she now swims in the in the ocean in Britain wow. for twenty minutes in the winter. Wow. And then it's just if you feel your thumb knuckle starting to feel pain because sometimes you're in such a state of like euphoria mm-hmm. or whatever, it's that hard to know. That's when yeah. she knows to get out. And and for different people, they have different their bodies regulated differently. 
But yeah, like I, I know what you're saying. And one thing I'll say is that this is a physical stress. Right. So like you obviously there's levels of psychological stress that come from physical stress, right? Like you have to mentally understand, like the more yeah. you can contextualize psychologically, it's going to impact your physical, physical. Yeah. Stress but I'm, well. I'm more mean like I could, I could see what you were saying where it's like people who are exposed to traumatic or stressful situations, I'm assuming like more mental situations aren't necessarily like gonna, you know, get better or be- like, it's not necessarily a good thing, mm-hmm. but this is like a, is it purely not a mentally damaging thing? I can, ass- it's like a purely physical stress response. It's just something right. I find is interesting. Yeah. It's like, you're not upset. In fact, you feel euphoric and you feel quite happy and proud and accomplished mm-hmm. in doing this thing. Yeah. I would imagine yeah. it. it I'm, I'm, I'm imagining that it's similar to a lot of other like extreme sports and stuff. Like you mm-hmm. get the adrenaline rush. People can become yeah. sort of addicted to those things. Cause yeah. they, and, and any sort of physical experience that intense will make you feel alive. Cause you're like yeah. so aware of your body in that moment. And if you're like, just not for me. Yeah. And if you're, <laughs> and if you're one of those physical sports people too, who like to see their bodies sort of change or even working out, you want to see that maybe your muscles are bigger or that you yeah. can run further. It's like very tangible way that your body changes quite quickly to handle this cold water. So I think that could be another part of it too. Just people who like to feel like they're evolving. They're yeah. like, Oh, I can now be in the water yeah, for longer. It's cool. As long as it's safe. I, I think there should hopefully be more yeah. research on to that and understanding if it's actually you know, are there risks associated? Obviously there'll be people who have maybe heart conditions or things like that. Yeah. So that is, that is the main thing. Like young kids, older, um, elderly people and people with heart conditions. When you Google polar bear dips and like how to do it, and it's like set up a towel, bring warm talks. Like it's like, if you have any of those conditions, like be careful, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I'm going to go tomorrow. I'm going to go to Lake Ontario tomorrow and jump in. And I think I might bike there. You disgust me. Okay, so this is what you do. You you wear your underwear and you wear socks because if there is snow, your bare skin on your feet could get stuck to the snow. You don't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, you bring a towel. You uh, you jump in and also preferably naked too if you don't want to deal with your underwear because you have to take the wet underwear off. You dry off after you get under a nice warm blanket, even outside still in the cold because you'll notice that you don't feel that cold from the air anymore because you've just gotten in this really cold water. You dry off and you sit in it. You don't have to like rush to warm up because you will feel this sort of like euphoric feeling that you're kind of like, you can bask in it a bit. Like I went back inside after jumping in that cold water and was just like naked in the house for like four hours. Just like, <laughs> like you don't feel that cold. Yeah, and, and your body fun. probably like turns on all its heaters. It's like, okay, we're warming up. Yeah, your your skin's, well, your white ass skin, if it's me, turns like red because your capillaries are like trying to get all the blood everywhere. Yeah, it's interesting. So, real talk. What <laughs> do you think like, why do you think you do it? And what do you need from it that you're not getting from other parts of your life? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so what that? I'm not, no, I'm not trying to like, I'm just curious. Like, so for me, obviously <laughs> that is literally zero appeal. And the fact that you, and I get like doing a one-off, like I've been skydiving and it was fun. And I'm like, I'm never doing that again. Um, but yeah, it's now you just told me you're going to go tomorrow. And I'm like, why? Because, okay. So <laughs> it's, be, it's that it's, it's, I, it's, the, it's the after it's the, it was, it was one of the best drugs <laughs> I've ever done. You. Wait, but no, I'm serious. I'm serious. Cause okay. it's like when you do drugs, there's always negative right. effects. Yeah, like it's like it you're hung over like... or you feel dumb, okay. but I felt everything but that I didn't get hung over. I just felt like life was beautiful. Yeah. No, I, 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 I get you. I guess I've had experiences like that. I'm just like, this isn't going to be one for me. It's like, that's that's what I feel every time I get into a normal temperature pool. <laughs> yeah. So I'm maybe like, you're going through cold chalk. It's just like a normal ass 80 degree pool. Like actually. Oh my God. Like probably. <laughs> but you're right. Like I'm a, I'm a type of person who I live life in a way that I'm like, I want to do things like that because I'm like well alive. Like I, I, I can see how I can justify doing things like that more easily than other people because I'm like, I live my life always like that. Like I want to try everything once and then this one happens to be a bit addictive. <laughs> yeah, I guess cold is such a, a hard spot for me. I don't, I've always been, and, and actually my whole family is like weirdly afraid of being cold and your family is not, I feel. And yeah. like you guys, you definitely grew up in like a much colder house than I did. Yeah, that's true. Like when you think about adaptation, it was yeah. like, yeah. I've just been like primed to always want to be like in a nice cozy space. But you started to like cross country ski, which is really cold. 
Unless, well, once you it's warm not yourself that cold. up, it's not. But, I, it but it's be. like when you start, it's like, oh my God, I'm freezing. I'm, but you're I'm not sweating like and naked. Like, like, it's not that different than walking outside in winter. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> it's not like somehow colder than a regular. But winter. you handle the cold well, is what I'm saying, like for the most if part. If I'm like, prepared, Greg, I truly wear like so many layers of clothes when I'm going outside. Like, you look like Joey from France. Long underwear, long socks, multiple layers, like t shirts, sweater, two jackets. I wear two pairs of gloves. Like when I go outside, yeah, I have a small pair of gloves for underneath, and then I wear another big pair of gloves on top. Like, Whenever like he has to do something, he's like, "Well, it's just so hard because he's like taking off." Yeah, like, Greg will be like, "Can you open gloves? get your phone?" I'm like, "Well, I have to take off all my gloves <laughs> if I'm going to use my phone." So like, is it really? Do I really need to get my phone out? So you're not getting in the cold water. <sighs> I mean, it's not to say that I, I didn't even not, think to ask you. That's so funny. I'm like, it's not to say I would not do it once, but it's certainly not something I'm imagining. Like I would get in a hot tub, girl, in a second. That's not what I asked. So, like, <laughs> let's say tomorrow I why was like, why is the hot temperature not? Let's go to. No, no, absolutely just, not. Yeah, no, absolutely okay. not. <laughs> no. I might come and watch you, like, if you want me to come for the journey and to make sure you don't die. Do you think you ever would before, speaking of die, you die? Um, like, is it's, it, it's possible. Just, it's just not something you're. That's why I'm like, I'm maybe when I'm having an existential crisis or like a midlife crisis, and that's why I ask, like, what are you not mm. getting from life? <laughs> But it is a pandemic. Girl, so we're in a pandemic. What am I not getting from life? Do you want me to start the list at the top or the bottom? Because I got hundreds of things to say. I don't know, like physical okay. affection. So your strangers. advice is polar bear dips. I'm going to go through some advice as well. Is there anything else you wanted to add to yours? No, no. that Which Mine was just those like specific that's cool. studies. No, and... I think that's really cool. And I do think I've slowly learned in my life to push my... Like I've always been sort of averse from especially physical ways of pushing myself. And I don't know if that's gay trauma because I've always Ooh, been afraid go, of like, go deeper. Say so I, more. Just, I just always have associated sport and even exercise and fitness with a thing that I am not welcome to. And so, you know, I've been on sort of a fitness journey over the last few years, especially because I have back problems. And only recently have I finally been like, oh my gosh, no, I can be athletic. I can be fit. Huh. I can push myself in a way. And Yeah, you and are. I always, even in the gym, I'm just like, oh, but I'm weak. I'm so weak. And eventually, like my like the people I work with as trainers for my back have been like, you're not weak. Like, you're not that weak. And That's so, so I know exactly what you mean. Like, like when you're like the gay resorting, like even though like I think I can like lift strong weights, <laughs> like if I'm around a guy, I'll be like, I just can't lift it. Yeah, or I, like, def- fall I into mentally your, like, always like I give up really early. No. I'm like I'm not so weak, but I definitely always I'm like I can't do it. Oh, I can't do it. Come you know help me, daddy. And they're like, yes, you can. It's like it's your my brain that's stopping me. Anyway, and but so you're, but you're um like what about your straight siblings, aka all your siblings, and like dude, <laughs> like like your dad also really doesn't like cold. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's not necessarily just but a they, gay thing. That's true, and um, but they definitely like fit in the fitness world more than you. Not that they're like. I just feel like oh, as straight fitness, people, they yeah, probably yeah, yeah. felt more comfortable in sports. And you're True. right. Maybe the cold thing is not related to that. But I was just like, I don't know why it feels like that space to me. And I'm like, maybe I should push myself more in that space because I'm finally with exercise being like, no, I want to try and lift a weight that's heavier than I ever thought I would lift. <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to push you into the cold water. You do the cold no. grasp and then you die. And I'm like, whoops, that backfire. See, because I'm the person who would have a heart attack. And that's also my fear. <laughs> no, no, I'm not joking. Like... You know. I'm like Mitch let's go together Holding hands we go under I come up I'm like his hands like, kind of limp Oh he is having a heart This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp We are therapy obsessed over here I felt about five years ago That something fell off in my life And so I started therapy And it was honestly probably one of the best decisions I've ever made So if you feel that something is interfering with your happiness Or preventing you from achieving your goals Go to betterhelp.com slash side note. That is betterhelp.com slash side note to take charge of your mental health with an experienced professional and with a special offer for side note listeners to get 10% off your first month. It's professional counseling done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. You log in to your account anytime and send messages with your counselor to get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy for you and free for you to change counselors if needed, which is really important. Personally, I find that to be really hard and challenging if you aren't using something like BetterHelp. 
It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit betterhelp.com slash side note and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Okay, I have some advice for winter. I didn't... uh... Yeah, basically, I was looking up research on just like what are some tips from psychologists, psychological psychological tips to cope um, with, especially this winter because we're in a pandemic. So it's not only just like dealing with this season that I've always called awful, but I'm going to call, you know, unique and beautiful now. When did you stop calling it awful, do you think? Or it just like now. a year ago. <laughs> like, honestly, within the last couple of years, I've been like, I have to stop doing that. Oh, wow. And I will say what has helped is being older and not for the reasons you think. It's because time goes so fast. That part of my coping mechanism is like, oh, my God, like it's going to be over in the blink of an eye. Like uh, when you're young, winter truly feels like 17 years. And it's yeah. <laughs> awful when you don't like winter. But now I'm like, no, this year has gone by and it's over and it's gone. So I kind of want winter to go slower. Yeah, like namaste be present. Yeah. yeah, true. Okay. Um, so, so, uh, part of the tips from like sort of psychologists touch on what you did. It's like find sort of activities and things that you can enjoy, obviously. Right. And that's like a really important part, but one of the most sort of significant things that stood or, uh, kind of stuck with me that when I was researching was to instead, instead of thinking about like your negative feelings and how you can deal with them, uh, think about what. I need to look at my notes here. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Okay. This is what I said. Instead of trying to find individual things, find a guiding principle that can tie everything together. And the one that they found works the most is to focus on others. So a big problem Hmm. with just like in general, people who deal with negative thoughts and feelings, anxiety, depression. But I think a lot of people experience this in winter because they're isolated and lonely is that you focus so much on yourself. Like a lot of it is realizing. Okay, me jumping in cold water, be like, come on, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're probably self-aware being like, I don't feel that happy. I'm like, I'm not seeing my friends. I'm like feeling stressed. And that self-reflection is what causes unhappiness in people. Or sorry, like that's one part. And obviously there's like diagnosed unhappiness and mental disorders. So like this isn't exactly going into that area. But for people who feel generally happy and are experiencing these moments, it's like, Try and focus on other people. So it's called small self by psychologists. And it's to really disproportionately emphasize the lives of other people as opposed to yourselves can obviously give you perspective. Which is hard to do right now when you're alone at home in winter. Oh, totally. Interesting. And and you're just like, oh my God, every day, like it's freezing outside. I've got to put on 10 different layers. I'm like not seeing my friends. I'm in a pandemic. Like it's very easy to see everything in your life. And I think of the times that I've been the most unhappy in my life. It's like when you really are reflecting so much on all the negative aspects of your life. Right. Um, so yeah, they had just said a healthy sense of proportion between your own self and the bigger picture of the world around you is really important. So psychologists break this down into three main sort of categories to help you practically think about this. So number one is a sense of social connectedness. Obviously this one's a little harder in a pandemic, Mm. but it is like people who spend time with others are happier. There's a study that they did for 80 years following like many, many people. And they found that those who have good relationships with their family, friends, and community are happier. A bigger predictor of happiness than money, IQ, or fame. Yeah. That's Um, a consistent thing in all our ASAP science videos. We're like, okay, hang out with your friends. A hard thing is that a lot of people I think know that and it's hard to live that. And I find that too. It's like, even when intellectually I know that is true. I know if I have a Zoom call with my friend at night, I will feel better. It's like sometimes hard to get to that point. It's kind of like the gym. Yeah, I think it's hard in a pandemic because of what you even just said, the Zoom thing. Like, yeah, in real life, in real life, in real. But there's like, a barrier Rrr. in real life to go meet a friend. Like at least Zoom, it's like you don't have to leave your house to have that psychological entertainment. Yeah, well, uh, that's interesting. So speaking about me, even though I'm going to practice small self, but speaking about <laughs> me in the real world which i know is right now in the real world is just that we're in a pandemic but in the like before time i've been very easy to make plans and to socialize whereas i really do find it harder in a pandemic like i don't like 
Not that I don't yeah. like Zoom calls, no, but yeah, it's, it's not easier natural. for me to not do a Zoom call yeah. than it is in the real world to get out of my house and go do things. Whereas yeah. I think sometimes for you, you kind of are like, it's actually harder for you to go out and do things. And it maybe can the Zoom be. call might be helping you. No, but I, I really don't like Zoom calls, except I like one-on-one sort of hangout Zoom calls. But I find yeah. when the big groups, it's just like a lot. It's difficult to hear people. It's hard to like have natural then conversations. That, then that's what I mean. Like but I, I think, yeah. You I, can I hang out with people a Oh, Why? totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just And just like doing one-on-ones with friends. And, and ha- reading this research, I was really just like, oh my gosh. Even though sometimes beforehand, I'm like, ah, I'm like stressed. I have too much work I want to do. It totally takes you out of yourself. Yeah, for sure. When you're just talking and laughing with a friend, like it is a full distraction. That's yeah. like what you need just to find that small self, I think. Yeah. So even though in that case, you're not like being such a like great person in the world and doing charity. It's just like taking you out of yourself obsession does it talk okay so now does it talk about being charitable or okay so the next two sense of purpose i think that one kind of like makes sense in general but studies on loneliness find that the best interventions tend to focus not on decreasing loneliness but on increasing people's sense of purpose and so this can be done in a variety of ways obviously you can have like a bigger life purpose but there's some amazing quotes of even uh people who are like Holocaust survivors who were like came out saying like they were happier because they oh they were able to hold on because they always really had a sense of purpose of what they were trying to do and I think people who get hmm. like who don't have that same meaning in their lives and I, I experienced this as well it's like what is the purpose of my life it's hard you know yeah like when what are you doing it for one really cute example i saw given out there was, was there like, a winter okay yeah sorry what's the example well this was one that was just like you could be part of citizen science so there's like an birding ebird that's what i do uh, exactly yeah. yeah like just something simple how do you kind of join a community that makes you feel like what you're contributing is for a bigger picture right something that's not something you can just do on your own but there's one called like kokoraz c-o-c-o-r-a-h-s tracks rainfall people just buy like one little rain tracker and then you update your info and it helps literally Ah. scientists use data all around i think in this case it was america but i'm sure there's versions for the world there's very easy birding ones that i do now yeah and i always feel bad because i'm like i saw the bird is that okay (laughs) and i put it in i'm like does that count right and so that doesn't need to be like your purpose of your life yeah but it can give you a sense of purpose yeah in in feeling like you're part of something bigger and I'm always like, hopefully I got that cardinal. Like cardinal, and when I type in cardinal, I'm like, well, I know for sure that was a cardinal. But when I'm like, <laughs> right, yeah, when you're like, kind of a sparrow, you're like, there's too many. Yeah. <laughs> they like, like, like Harvard reaches out. They're like, we cannot believe they're coming to you. The toucans. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it was a plastic bag. Like, oh shit. Did I say toucan? Oh my god. Okay. And the last uh, type of sort of thing to think about when you're thinking about this smaller self is a sense of inspiration. This one was linked to gratitude, which I know is like kind of a buzzword now. Um, but, but, that's, but like, it's like, why to be a buzzword? Real. Yeah. yeah. And we, we often talk about how like sometimes things can feel really basic, but that's because they are sometimes like really true in and of themselves. Yeah. And yes, people perform it and it can feel really on- inauthentic because there are lots of people selling products that have to do with gratitude that, you know, like are trying to, yeah. Like the, or like that, like you buy it at like winners and it's like a cursive sign. That's like, I'm right. grateful. Yeah. And they put it on their wall and they're like, they're I, ungrateful. Yeah. I think that yeah. co- uh, creates barriers for people to feel like, Oh, it's so like tropey to try yeah. and like, have a gratitude. But there's journal. a reason why there's a sign that says I'm grateful. That's being yeah. sold. Cause it's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so studies show that gratitude helps protect us from stress and depression. And one thing I found interesting is that uh, when doing something like a gratitude journal, it's like, hey, it's not the amount you do it. So even just like once a week hmm. and it's not the amount of things you write down. So they found that people who write like big lists aren't getting as much from it. It's really Thinking. finding like one yeah. little thing and writing a bunch about it because you're really savoring it, right? That's so funny because I have been, I journal and I sometimes will just be like, you know, you got to do your gratitude one <laughs> and I'll start listing things. And then like when I, I like to reflect through my journal, I'm like, these gratitude lists suck because they're the same thing. Right. But it's like, no, wait, take the time that you're just listing. Yeah. Stop and right. think one. what's an interesting, yeah. unique, like, yeah. Okay. Or even, it doesn't even have to be that unique. It could just be, or sorry, yeah. I am feeling really grateful. Like even just for this coffee I have and let me talk about why it like feels so good. Yeah. What that tastes like, what that like ritualistic experience of having it is to just like, stop and really oh my god my gratitude lists suck like now that i think about they're so (laughs) i love 
love my dog. I love yeah, my I'm grateful for my lungs for breathing. I'm grateful for my dog. I'm grateful for my boyfriend. I'm grateful for my friends and family that I can't see. And then I like stop. I'm like, well, that was great. I feel better. And then I move on. <laughs> Ten seconds, it feels better. Yeah. Um. So the, that for me was just like some general those are interesting because they're they're not specific to winter but they are definitely things that would come in handy in the winter Mm -hmm. but i really think that like those things you could use at all times and even people who don't go through a winter but i could see why it's really important in winter especially like that one about the small self is so interesting and it's one reason why i think that the holidays despite what you celebrate there's a lot of gift giving around it which i think is really cool and like yeah it's like giving gifts is yeah. a great way of it's just to not be about just yourself. Yeah. And I think people are really charitable around the holidays. Like I find it is a time where it's like, mm-hmm. you would have a small self hope, like hopefully that's part of the journey. It's like, Christmas. okay, kids, Christmas is about the gifts for you. It's about giving, <laughs> but like, which is true kind of. And it's like, that's a weird thing that happens really early on. Like, you know, four days after the definition of winter is December 25th mm-hmm. that it's like, how do you keep doing that right. through the harder parts? Like the February is the January's, because it's like, that is really cool that there's this ritual set up to do it. Mm-hmm. But then it disappears really early on. Yeah, it's like Christmas should be in the mid, like January. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and the focus, again, needs to be on like not necessarily products, but like yeah. really giving people like time or giving to people who need it. That's, I, I don't know. I find that is interesting because I think a lot of the things that I've been doing from this book, <laughs> which I really liked, have been quite selfish like they're like yeah they're, but I, yeah this was not to say this this all sort of started by saying you know definitely focus on those like those acts for yourself but to make sure you're not a they're not all in opposition to i love the it things though. that are negative yeah right yeah and i just mean that that's like mm. these are really two things like get, getting in the ice water are two things in tandem mm-hmm. but one thing that she also mentioned is that she now encourages like and i i'm trying to talk to two friends to come and do it with me tomorrow because it is something we can do in a pandemic mm-hmm. outside so it's like sharing that even like helping be like this is what you need like bring a yeah, blanket totally. bring a, and then like doing that experience is like a like, form of yeah. giving mm-hmm. or time with friends like that's just it's just really good to think of those because i and think then a lot you'll of the be time, able to be grateful after and yeah think about that experience yeah because yeah. like, yeah. i think a lot of the time the, there's this instinct it's like okay got the uv lamp because you're suffering like mm-hmm. so, like but that's the thing people do and it's real yeah I, i'm just saying like a lot of the ones i was when I went to research for this podcast was thinking of those really tangible, very internal things to cope, Mm -hmm. but really to thrive. It's like, no, it's actually about giving to others. And it's hard right now because we're in a pandemic to spend time with others, but just make sure. Yeah. Be social. Yeah. Go on walks outside or just even just call people like texting, calling, like (laughs) I have never called anyone. I know it's true, but yeah, I just, I think phone calls are nice. Sometimes I'm actually like, maybe it's better than video calls. Whenever I get a, yeah, I think so too. Cause then you kind of like, and you can just be doing, you doing just put your phone down. You yeah. have to like hold it the whole time. But whenever my phone rings, I, it's like, that's when I get fight or flight. That's my stress response. I'm like, what the hell? How, why are you calling me? Yeah. It's like, Texting. it has to be a telemarketer. That's so bad. <laughs> okay. Well, that was good. I mean, I, I'm, I, I confidently can say that I really like winter this year. It's usually the harder parts for me are like end of January, February even yeah. into March. So I'm going to try and, and March see is what sometimes happens. the hardest because you really always expect that March is going to yeah. be. That's when it turns and sometimes it doesn't. And, and my birthday is in March. And that's really hard for me. <laughs> yeah. And, for me, and I right. might have a second pandemic birthday. Yeah. I think you're going to have it. I think might. I think you're going to have that. <laughs> and also um, for me, it's like, okay, like I'm, you know, I went cross country skiing in High Park in Toronto. It was so fun, but you need snow. And I'm looking out in Toronto. I'm like, okay, we got a little bit of a Russia without snow vibe going on. It's great. <laughs> There's not even snow. It's like, you know what I mean? Sometimes these things are like, appreciate winter with the snowfall and the spring. Right. Like, it's like, well, what happens when there's not any snow and it's actually just like cold and gross. gross. <laughs> <laughs> I know. How do we do it? It's I hard. guess that's when it's just like, even birding, it's like always gray, and, it's like, and the birds are need, gone. Or you need the sun to see the color. I'm like, well, that's a gray bird. They're like, well, actually, with sun, it would be beautifully fluorescent, <laughs> but it's yeah, it looks gray for you right now. Uh, yeah, you can't rely. You just gotta like, it is just internal, which is sad. You gotta. Us ending this podcast by being like, I'm sad. Fuck it. <laughs> no, we can do it. And like you said, I liked what you said at the beginning, where it is just a form of dormancy. Yeah, a form, like. Thinking about nature and how much of nature goes dormant in especially this part of the world. Recalibrate. And that's okay. I think so much of that kind of sort of normal suffering, because obviously there's extreme suffering, is to just be like, this is just the way it is. And 
that's okay. And that's like a cycle. And then when we come out of it, it can be even more beautiful. We can really, really appreciate the things we have by going through these times of like a little bit. Okay. Am I doing a podcast with Oprah? Okay. Nailing it over here. (laughs) Guru. Thanks, Gail. (laughs) Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm Gail. I'm like on MSNBC being like, um, everyone's fucking racist. I love her. She's so good at just being like, no, this world is truly fucked. Uh, And if you aren't watching this on YouTube, you've missed this beautiful light display we have behind us because it is the sun shining. And that's something to celebrate. The sun. (laughs) Greg's face is not looking too pleased, but it's... Wait, what do you mean? I was smiling. Oh, it looks like a constipated smile. Oh, yeah. Well, that's just... Yeah, that's my little... I mean, a little jokey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, jokey. Anyway. Okay. I'm excited for this winter. I think we can be happy. We're going to pick all. So we're going to do. And we're going to be grateful. Okay. You you lead the pick. All the falls. Pick, oh, no. Grateful. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Pickle, grateful. I'm okay. Back. The O's. All the O's. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Hashtag side note podcast. If you want to talk to us about your winter plans, uh, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok, we're on YouTube. We're all the places, girl. Thank you. And excited for the new year. Let us know if you have thoughts, ideas for all that kind of stuff. I don't know. This is what people say on the internet, right? Yeah, that was great. No, you nailed it. Thank you. Okay. Love you guys. See you later. Bye. Peace. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.